When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Dispossessed, a Glisten Plus production. Episode 7. Jacob! Jacob's scream had come from up the hill, up Hope Street. I was sure of it. Past houses that were nearing their expiration date, past newly built mansions mocking the small houses with paint peeling, towards where the house I used to call my own still stood. The street was dark. We had never had streetlights on this block. The only glow came from the televisions flickering in upstairs windows and from the moon behind the clouds. It made me feel like I was running into the void. Where are you? I stopped before where the Bircham house once stood. Now there was nothing but rubble on a vacant lot. Where was Jake? I listened as hard as I could, hoping to hear him. Nothing. I slowly spun, looking beyond fences into the yards of the surrounding houses, into the thick shrubs that lined their driveways. Jake! No response. I closed my eyes and focused. Then, the sound of rocks falling on cement. I turned in the direction of the sound, but it didn't make any sense. The sound came from the empty lot of the Bircham house. It was just a pile of rubble now. Nowhere to hide. A passing car's headlights lit up the front of the property. Was there a gap in the rubble? I moved from the street toward the chain-link fence that had been erected around the property. I caught a faint whiff of decay. You're okay. Jake? I stepped through the fence and into the yard. I crouched down, peering closer at the pile of rubble where the house once stood. Through the pile of debris, I could see that the basement was still intact, covered by planks of wood and fallen beams. There was a small opening between two support beams. I could feel cool air coming out of the opening. Jake? Jake, are you down there? I couldn't hear anything. I bent down and stuck my head through the planks of splintered wood. Jake? Lainey? Oh, thank God. I can't get out. I'm coming down for you. The opening was barely big enough to squeeze through. Something sharp and rusty scratched me and left a long line of pain running down my arm. Jake! I'm almost there! The beam I was clenching shifted, and my body slipped out from under me. 
I fell hard, wrist first against the concrete, felt it twist. The right side of my face hit next. Teeth cutting into my cheek. The copper taste of blood flooded my mouth. I opened my eyes. No, they were already open. It was so dark I could barely tell. Slowly, my eyes adjusted as I lay on the ground. It looked like a cave. Only the stalactites and stalagmites were dangling timber and pillars of torn drywall. Jake! Speak to me, where are you? I stayed low, crawling towards the basement's other side. Jake? I knew he was close. I could hear his short, taut breaths. Jake, come out! Jake leaned forward into a thin ray of moonlight. There were tears in his eyes and he was shaking. Then he turned to me and put his finger against his lips. The figure stepped up behind Jake. The faceless entity slowly wrapped its wooden hands around Jake's shoulders. Get away from him! Get away! It was in the shadows, but it was still the best look I had at it yet. It was somehow even more corroded than I imagined. Faint patches of black mold clinging to its chest. Cobwebs clinging to its asbestos hair. The creature was rubble itself. Let him go! Please, I know where you are! You don't need to do this, Eleanor! Then the entity crumbled. Like a wrecking ball smashing a wall of bricks. When its body hit the floor, it became a cloud of dust. And that cloud came straight for me. Into my mouth and nose. Dust and paint and wood and rock filled my lungs, and everything went black. I was in the Bircham house, Eleanor's room. A tower of blocks was sitting on the floor. Late at night, Eleanor lying in bed, Joseph standing over her. I love this house. I do too. You can live here forever. I want you to. What about when I grow up? Well, you can live here then, too. But what about when I have my own family? (laughs) You already have a family. Right here. And you're sick. I don't feel sick. Oh, but you are. When I'm bigger, I'm going to live in the city. You're my baby girl. You're never going to leave. Far away from here. And I'm going to have a dog and a fish. Then Joseph slowly moved his hands to Eleanor's neck and started to squeeze. You're gonna stay right here with me. This is our forever home. (laughs) Stop. I can't breathe. I'll get you better. I looked on in horror. It was never Eleanor. She was the victim. It was Joseph, her father. 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Lady! I opened my eyes again. Back in the basement. Lady! Brandon! What was he doing here? Had he followed me? Are you okay? You need to run. <sighs> the cloud of dust exploded back out of me and attacked Brandon. <coughs> Brandon was thrown against the basement wall. The cloud reformed into the distorted Joseph. He faced Brandon. My home. I want my home back. What the fuck? He looked at me, terrified. He was holding Brandon by the neck. The ghost thrust him against the wall harder, just holding him there, his feet dangling above the ground. No! Wait, please! I could see Jake in the corner, his hands covering his eyes, sitting in the fetal position. Brandon's neck snapped like balsa wood. And that was it. Brandon's body fell. His eyes were still open as he slumped to the ground. Blood dripped from his nose like a leaky faucet. Joseph looked back at me with his blank face, like he was contemplating coming for me next. But he didn't. He turned to dust and flew out through the opening I came in. I was frozen, afraid to move. Jake was still covering his face. Brandon? I crawled towards Brandon. I knew he was dead. I don't know why I even called his name. Brandon, please. touched his shoulder, softly shook it. Hey, hey, you're okay. You're okay, it's all right. It's, it's. <laughs> Is he okay? Jake hadn't moved, but his eyes were uncovered now. I bit my cheek and shook my head. I, I wanna go to mommy. I nodded and crawled to my feet. I grabbed Jake's hand and led him towards the opening. 
You got it? I think so. I boosted him up and followed right after. I brushed myself off and looked down Hope Street, back towards the park. The cloud of dust was flying straight for it. The Dispossessed, starring Sidney Sepulveda as Lainey, Sissy Jones as Ashley, Grady Lisby as Jake, Malcolm Brown as Brandon, and Emily Hahn as Aaron. Written by Tyler Clifton, story by and directed by Adam J. Epstein, executive produced by Sheila Stepanek and Adam J. Epstein, edited and mixed by Todd Donald. Additional voices by Jeff Shine, Scott Pete, Jason Kelly, Olive Epstein, and Jack Stepanek. The Dispossessed is a Glisten Plus production.